Hi guys, welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast. I am Jennifer and this is episode 92. Update. Things are going well. I it is Tuesday, so I'm recording late after the long holiday weekend. Uh, you guys know I have off on Friday. Monday was the holiday, and then I decided to take an additional day off. So I had a lovely, nice, long five-day weekend. Uh, I didn't do much. Um, in fact, I hardly did anything at all outside of what I normally do on my time off, which is, you know, <laughs> cleaning, errands, chores, all that uh, not-so-fun stuff, but stuff that needs to be done uh nonetheless. So did that, um, pretty much stayed around the house. And then I re- yesterday I was going to go to my favorite park and decided against it because I figured it would be busy, um, on the holiday. So I went this morning and took a nice long walk. I had, um, I needed, to, I needed something to kind of calm me down or uh, take my mind off of the job interview that I had this afternoon. I didn't want to be um, hyper-focused on it, you know, like working myself, getting myself into a tizzy uh, throughout the day because the interview was at, at later in the afternoon. It was at 3.30. So I woke up this morning and, you know, woke up already thinking about it. And I thought, let me just get out of the house. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, uh, really done much. Like I said, I didn't do much over the, with all my time off. So I figured with everyone back to work that my favorite park would be the best place to go. And so I went over there and, and walked the trail and sat by the water and it was beautiful. It was a gorgeous day. I went early enough in the day, so it wasn't too hot. Um, but my ankle now is really swollen. Um, well, not really swollen. It's swollen. Uh, it is very sore because as much as I love that trail, it's, you know, it's not paved. So it's really uneven and it, it's just tough on an ankle that is already having issues. So um, I did take some ibuprofen right before I sat down to record, but I apologize if you hear me shifting around a lot uh, during the recording to kind of get comfortable. Um, So the interview, I think it went well. (laughs) It's always uh, hard to tell. I mean, you know, I, I, I did my best. I, they have their set of questions that they want to ask every person that they're interviewing. And, uh, you know, I answered them to the best of my ability. They seem uh, satisfied, I guess, with my answers. It's hard to tell, you know, maybe they're just being polite. Um, But I am excited about this one. This, this would be, this would be a good one. Um, But, you know, I'm, just got to keep those expectations in check because it's it's out of my hands now, right? I, I did my part. I, I did the best I could. I filled out the application. I submitted my resume. I answered all their questions. So uh, I know that I am one of a group of candidates that are, have applied for this position and that they are interviewing. And it is probably going to be 
um, several weeks before I have any idea, uh, you know, if I will be moving on to the next step, which of course would be another round of interviews. It, it is a, a government position, so this whole process could be several months, but I'll keep you guys informed and up to date on it, you know, let you know when I know. I I love my current job. Um, I'm not leaving because I'm unhappy. I just think it's time for a change. I'm kind of taken my current position as far as I can. Um, the other part of that is I am a contract employee. So if at any time they decide to not renew my contract, then I'm out of a job. And I, of course, would like something that has a little bit more stability, especially at my age. So fingers crossed. I'll see how it goes. I do have, um, I actually have another interview uh, next end of next week. So um, that would also be a good job. But, you know, I'll keep you guys up to date, let you know how everything's going. Speaking of updates, Facebook dating update. There are no updates. Oh, I did, though, unrelated to Facebook. I got my first direct message picture of male anatomy. <laughs> I've, I've been on Instagram now, I don't know, six, eight years, something. I don't even know. It feels like forever. Um, and I've never gotten that kind of, of DM before. And I got, <laughs> I got one over the weekend. I, I just deleted it. I, you know, I'm, I was like mildly offended, but at the same time, I was more perplexed like does this work with anyone I, I, what woman opens up their dms and they're like mm, okay yeah sure i want to get to know you better from this one part of your anatomy i don't know anyone who has a positive <laughs> response to that i i don't know i mean I, I, somebody explained to me the male brain I just, I, I, I just don't get it. I, how do they think that that's attractive or appealing or I, or a good way to introduce yourself? I, it's not, not with me anyway. But, you know, I, the Facebook dating thing is, is not going anywhere and that's fine. <laughs> I just, it's free. I, I mean, at any point I can just delete my profile. I, I'll stick with it a little bit longer, but I'm telling you guys week to week, I'm getting more discouraged. It's getting harder to stay with it. TV podcast recommendations, no new podcasts this week, but a podcast that I told you about a couple of weeks ago, um, even the rich, when I was telling you that they had their season out about Marilyn Monroe, well, that one's done. All of those episodes are out and now they have a new season and this time it's Dolly Parton. Who doesn't love Dolly Parton? I mean, if, if you told me you didn't love, and I don't mean like, I mean love Dolly Parton, I think I would have to reevaluate our friendship. I, even if you are not a fan of her music, how can you not like her as a person? She's, she's amazing. I, I love her. I, I've been listening to the podcast and I was actually surprised how much I already knew. 
because I kind of went into it thinking, oh, I don't know hardly anything about, she's very private. I don't know hardly anything about her, but actually I knew quite a bit. Like I said, I love her. I, I, I think there are three episodes out right now. I don't know how many there'll be in total for the season, but you can get started on those three. And over this long holiday weekend, I did finish the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, there are five movies in total. I can say that the first two were very, very good. And then three to five kind of progressively not so good. I did watch them all, though. Um, I enjoyed them. And as of right now, Tuesday, that I'm recording this, there is no verdict in his trial. Uh, the, the jury has gone home for the day. So I kind of thought it would be today. And, and in fact, I waited to record in case it was today. But I had, I, I had a hard time watching this trial. And more, I had an even harder time remaining unbiased, uh, you know, to just kind of put aside the fact, you know, that... Uh, my experience and my feelings of, you know, about Amber, you know, he, he is, he is very charming and she does not come across as very likable, but, you know, legally speaking, those, neither of those things matter, but I, I don't know how the jury can separate those out. I mean, he's Johnny Depp. He comes into the court every day, he shakes hands with his team, he says hello to like the, the, the courtroom staff, and she doesn't. You know, I mean, the jury isn't in the room, so they don't see that. But even during witness testimony, you know, you, you see him and, and um, commentators who are following the trial, they say he's drawing. I don't know. You can't, obviously you can't see what he's doing, but he's got his head down. He's, he looks like he's writing or drawing or whatever. Um, but uh, you know, and then, you know, occasionally he'll, he'll look up or he'll kind of lean back and you can see that he's watching or listening to, to the testimony, but he doesn't display like a whole lot of affect, you know, which maybe something he's doing on our own on his own or maybe it's you know something his legal team has in, has instructed him on and either her legal team didn't do that or or maybe they didn't and she just didn't listen her affect is completely different i it's a very sort of righteous indignation air about her I, like I said, I really, I struggled I, watching this. It, it brought up a lot. And it was probably one of those, those things that I shouldn't have watched because I found myself doing a lot of comparisons. And, and i embarrassed to say I was judging her reactions, you know, not only in court, but how she reacted to, to the recordings that they played that she made. When in truth, everyone reacts differently. You know, it, it just based on their own experiences, it really isn't an indication of anything. And even if she doesn't come across as, you know, very likable, that doesn't mean that what she did when she published her op-ed meets the legal standard of defamation. This is 
it's for me if I was on that jury that would be a hard thing for me to separate so because I really don't think I could be unbiased on this one I, mm, it's a tough one on a much lighter note the new season of Stranger Things is out on Netflix. It is a split season. So there's eight episodes out right now. Of course, I have watched them all. And then there'll be more episodes coming out in July. And usually with a split season, that indicates it's the last season. But according to the internet, there will be a season five. And then that season five will be the final season. I'm always a little nervous to watch new seasons of shows I really love because I can't help it, but I go in with very high expectations. But this one, it lived up again. It's it's a really good season. I mean, it's so far anyway, there is a lot going on. So I can definitely understand why they would need the extra episodes. All of your favorite characters are back and a few new ones, but honestly, as long as Steve is there, I, I, I don't care about anyone else. I, I love Joe Carey so much. He's so cute. He is so cute. And every time I look at him, all I see is Ben Schwartz. I, I think if, the, if they have not already done a movie together, they need to do like a brother movie together. They're both so cute. And it, I mean, they've got great hair. And those eyes, those big, sad puppy dog eyes. Oh, <laughs> I love them. All right, guys, now that you're all caught up on my week, let's get into this week's topic. We're back. So the other day, I was at home, was sitting on the couch, I was watching TV, I was hanging out with Oliver, who happened to be laying on my chest, which I actually, he was so cute. I, I took a picture of him laying on my chest and I posted it on Instagram because it was really hot that night. And I am trying my best to hold off on the air conditioner because uh, inflation. And so, you know, I think I just had the ceiling fan on, not the air conditioner. And, and and you would not believe the amount of body heat that can come off of one tiny, well, not so tiny cat. And it was so hot, but I just, I didn't have the heart. I just couldn't move him because he looked so sweet, all curled up on top of me. And, you know, I just kind of was looking down at him and talking to him and petting him. And I had this moment of just extreme gratitude for my life. You know, I, I'm happy. I'm healthy. I, I have a good job. I love where I live. I love my cat. And I have a life where, you know, it's okay for me to be able to spend an evening on the couch watching TV with Oliver. And then not even a day later, back on my couch, I'm watching TV, you know, playing in the background more. And all of a sudden, I just get really sad. And I get filled with emotion. And I start to cry because I felt such a strong wave of loneliness. And I thought, how could I be so happy with my life just yesterday? And now I'm crying 
because I wish my life was different. This does happen from time to time. For the most part, I am happy. I'd say probably 90% of the time. I'm both surprised and satisfied with how far I've come and how strong I am. Then there's that 10% or I just feel lost and really lonely. And when it hits me, it hits me hard. Some of this, it probably can be attributed to, you know, hormonal fluctuations due to menopause, but not all of it. Having moments of feeling sad or lonely, they're normal, even when you're generally happy with your life as I am. Now, you guys know, I have three sisters. A few years ago, we started to joke that someday we'd all do, you know, a golden girl situation where we all live out our old age together under one roof again. In a lot of ways, this is appealing, especially for me who doesn't have kids, because let's face it, if you have kids, they have like an obligation to take care of you in your old age, right? But also... I want to meet someone. I maybe want to get married again. The problem with the Golden Girl scenario is that, well, let's face it, right? I'm Dorothy. I'm the tallest. My sarcasm knows no bounds. I am fiercely loyal. And I'm lovable once you get past my crusty exterior. I'll leave it to my sisters to figure out which characters they are. But an only true Golden Girls loyalists will remember this. In the last season of the show, spoiler alert, after seven years of living together, Dorothy meets Blanche's Uncle Lucas. She falls in love with them, the two marry, and then they move to Atlanta in the biggest breakup of a foursome since the Beatles. Sure, Blanche Rose and for some reason Sophia, I don't know why she didn't go with Dorothy, they tried to carry on. Blanche sold the house, and the trio bought and moved into a hotel called the Golden Palace. It only lasted for two seasons before CBS canceled it. It just wasn't the same after Dorothy left. So I'm torn between wanting to Golden Girls my golden years, because there is a part of me that feels that if I do that, you know, at least I know I won't be alone in the end. But there's another part of me that feels like If I do that, I'd be giving up on love. But then I got to go back to that feeling of being lonely. I don't just want company. I want a relationship. And even though I've been resisting the idea of it, I really do think I want to be married again. There's nothing wrong with feeling lonely from time to time. So why does it feel so wrong to admit it? I don't know. I mean, to me, I think it's it's kind of twofold, right? Admitting it feels like uh, neediness, right? Ugh. Am I just lonely because deep down what I'm afraid of is dying alone? And I know that's dark, but I also know that death is likely de- decades away, at least I hope. But then the other part of why it's so hard to admit being lonely is it kind of feels like I'm dismissing, you know, how good my life is right now. 
You know, like I, I can't be both grateful for what I have and then lonely because of things that I want that I don't have. Author Shasta Nelson says, there's nothing wrong to admitting to feeling lonely, saying it's no different than any other signals your body sends you to alert you of its needs. No different to admitting that, you know, you're hungry. I found an article in the Huffington Post that said, we need to stop seeing loneliness as a flaw, citing a study showing that loneliness actually has an adaptive function that serves the human race. In other words, we can thank evolution for loneliness. It forces us to seek out and create authentic and loving connections. Now, it is hard to admit when I'm feeling lonely, even to myself, but I'm getting better at acknowledging it. You know, I, I, I try to lean into it. You know, I let myself cry. I, I'll listen to music. Sometimes I pray or just kind of meditate or let myself feel whatever it is that I'm feeling. I just don't let myself stay in it for too long. And eventually the feeling will fade and, you know, all is right with the world again. I used to not do this. I used to, whenever I started to feel alone or isolated or lonely, I would deny it. I would push it away or find something to distract myself. You know, like I'd grab my phone, log into social media, or I would eat, or I'd check out a dating site. The worst part of feeling lonely is that it makes me question other things. You know, like, do I really want to get married again? Or am I just lonely right now in this moment? It's also hard to tell people in your life that you're feeling lonely because they'll either want to fix it or maybe they'll kind of take it personal. You know, like I felt lonely a lot in my last relationship, but I didn't tell him because I thought it would hurt his feelings. And it also makes me realize that being in a relationship being in a relationship isn't necessarily going to fix the occasional feelings of loneliness. I also used to think that, you know, if I just had more friends, you know, then, then I would never be lonely. And that just made me feel bad about my inability to make more friends. And then I remembered that I have had times of feeling lonely when I've been surrounded by people in the middle of parties or crammed on a bus on my way to work. Also, I've been kind of busy the last three years building this life on my own. So then when, you know, it isn't feeling like when I'm feeling alone or lonely, isn't that my own fault? I, I kind of, you know, went out on my own five years ago. Loneliness is a different experience than solitude. Solitude is being alone by choice and wanting that aloneness or being comfortable with it. Loneliness means there's a discomfort. You want to be more connected to others. And even though loneliness can feel isolating, the truth is we all feel it from time to time. Another study I found, this one was from 2019. And it's surveyed 10,000 U.S. adults 
and found that three in five admitted to feelings of loneliness. That was up 7% from the previous year, and that was before COVID forced us all into years of isolation. The survey had a few other interesting observations too. Age, race, gender, and income all factored into a person's answers. Gen Zers, for example, claimed to be lonelier than millennials who were lonelier than boomers, and men reported being lonelier than women. It's a universal experience that no one talks about. Yet instead of feeling our vulnerability, we bury ourselves in work or to-do lists to hide our feelings. Humans are by nature social creatures. We need each other. Social isolation, especially in extreme forms like we've had to experience for the last couple of years, only reminds us of our need to belong. Not too long ago, I was having a conversation with someone. I don't even know how we got out on the subject, but before I even realized it, I said that sometimes I have such profound loneliness. And of course, I immediately started to walk it back, you know, by adding that it's not all the time and, and it really it's not that bad and doesn't happen that often. And you know what? They admitted they get lonely, too. I don't know if they would have told me that if I hadn't admitted it first. And instantly, I felt less alone. We didn't feel pity for each other. We just understood. Not feeling free to talk about our loneliness, it adds to the problem and to the judgments of the experience. Also, loneliness feels different for everyone, depending on their personal situations. Therapist Megan Bruno says that it's important to differentiate between situational loneliness and chronic loneliness, adding that most people feel lonely from time to time, especially in today's individualistic, independence-valued culture. Bruno says to ask yourself if something, that cha- if something has changed in your relationships recently, which is making you feel less connected, or... Have you been less attentive in your relationships and connections? Are you intentionally or accidentally isolating yourself? There are lots of things you can do to help, you know, if you're feeling lonely or isolated. First and foremost, acknowledge it. Allow yourself to feel it. And if you can, tell someone. There is no stronger connection with another human than a shared emotional experience. Pick up your phone, not to log into social media, but to call someone or send a text. The best part about that is they don't even need to answer. Just the act of you reaching out will remind you that you do have connections and that that alone can help us feel less isolated. You can, of course, take a walk, listen to music, or any of the other dozens of things that you like to do that make you feel better. Some psychological studies say that it is actually good to sometimes feel lonely because it protects us from becoming completely isolated. If the loneliness is profound, please, please consider speaking to a professional. Everyone feels lonely from time to time, no matter how good their life may seem. Accepting it as just part of the human experience 
can help us remove the stigma of it. So the next time you start feeling lonely, change the script and ignore the inner monologue that says it's a weakness. We all feel lonely occasionally, but we are never truly alone. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. Thanks so much for coming back for episode 92. Don't forget, join the Facebook group, My So-Called Midlife Podcast, and like the Facebook page, My So-Called Midlife Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram. Please don't send me male anatomy pics, but you can follow me at JennyJoy316. If you like the podcast, tell your friends and then tell them to listen. The second part is the important part. If you have questions or topic suggestions, you can email me at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Love you. Bye.